0: Catholic business professionals, networking, opportunities, sharing the Catholic faith, giving back to the church community. In Catholic business, principle matters. Do you believe it is normal to be suspicious of how a person can be a faithful follower of Christ while also being hugely successful in business? Welcome back to Principle Matters, and thank you for joining us today. This is Mark Meyer, together with Michael Lynn. And today we'll be discussing building your business or career and his kingdom. As always, let's begin principal matters with a prayer. Michael. Thank you, Mark. In
1: the name of the father and the son
0: and the Holy spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord, I give you the concerns of
1: my heart today. You know, the burdens I am carrying right now, they weigh on my mind and turn my walking moments into chances to worry. I believe you are my refuge. I just have not allowed you to play that role when it comes to this particular worry. I want to trust you with everything in my life. Help me lighten my grip on matters of insignificance. And in matters of great importance and spiritual weight, let me be free to return them over to you, my provider, my Lord, my rock. Amen. Amen. Slipped a little bit on some words there, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice. I was listening to the words.
0: Well, uh, Michael, I think you'll appreciate this. One beautiful Sunday morning, A priest announced to his congregation, My good people, I have here in my hands three sermons a $100 sermon that lasts five minutes, a $50 sermon that lasts 15 minutes, and a $10 sermon that lasts a full hour. Now, let's take the collection and see which one I'll deliver. (laughs) I hope my pastor isn't listening because I think he would probably do that Uh, Be
1: careful what you ask for Exactly
0: Uh, In any event, is building your business or career while also building God's kingdom attainable or even possible that is, are the two mutually exclusive? Michael, sadly many feel that in order to achieve success you must compromise your faith or your values, or your standards. Yet, some successful people seem like such genuine believers in Christ. A great example, we've already discussed on one show, is Samuel Cathy. And I believe that's when we were talking about how religious commitments form um, or shape corporate decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Cathy, of course, was the founder and and the owner of Chick-fil-A, who died just over a year ago. And despite the fact Chick-fil-A grew to be the largest chicken franchise in the United States of America, amassing over $5 billion in annual sales, Kathy taught Sunday school for more than 50 years. And he was known for his deep faith, which led to Chick-fil-A's unusual policy of closing all nearly 2,000 stores on Sundays. The closed-on-Sunday policy is reflected in the company's corporate purpose which is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-a what a magnificent and glorious purpose and especially for a man who's worth just under two billion dollars so Michael how can we reconcile those who oppose the or with the opposing perception I should say that in order to achieve success you must compromise your faith or your values or your standards
1: Mark, I think a lot of times you're right. I mean, we face with those daily, but I think it's one and the same. And, and you got to look at the definition of what is success. Is success finances? Is it family life? Is it personal? Is it success of, of going to heaven, is it, which is the long-range goal of why we exist on the face of this earth and our relationship with God? And, and, and we deal with that in business, and that's always the toughest decision. What I've, what I've seen in, in relationships and business deals and people in the community, when they do Define success as maybe finances. <laughs> you see them short Sorry, I laughed because
0: everybody always equates success with money.
1: They're short-lived. <laughs> they might do well, but they're short-lived. And over time, it eventually comes out that they have distanced themselves from the community because of the why they have practiced exactly. what they do. And then it's that old... You know, birds of a feather flock together saying type of deal, and everybody in the community knows that. Whereas if you're doing it day in and day out, the successful things, which is serving the, the Lord and treating people like you want to be treated, you know, what you find is that you have, a, 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 a number one, a better workplace. You have a serenity about yourself. And more importantly, you're living to a greater success, long-term success of going to where you want to go, which is ultimately Absolutely. heaven.
0: Well, and, and indeed, Michael, and, I, and I'll tell you, you know, having worked for very large publicly traded corporations as well as owning, you know, private companies. You see, I've never
1: had the larger corporation yeah. part. I've lived you know, the it's, family side. It's kind never, of even worse.
0: I've never been in your shoes. Um, so. so when thinking about business success, and that gives us back to the money part, when thinking about business success, we find it very hard to reconcile the powerful business person who goes to work seeking profit. Specifically, when you think about the words of Jesus in the scriptures, specifically Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 16, when Jesus reminds us that we cannot serve two masters in God and in material wealth, which is often referred to as mammon in the New Testament. For we will hate the one and love the other, is what is said. And how then are we to reconcile that I am a Christian who loves God and yet I also love business? <laughs> Even Pope Francis in his first apostolic exhortation talks at length about capitalism, corporations, and their profit motives. And Mark, you know, I, I think when you
1: when you when you when you get into Oh man, this, you know. There's always been a saying out there. You got to separate church and state. And, and, and you know, as you mentioned, when you first started this whole conversation business, you know, it's business. That's what it's about. It's just business.
0: It's just secularism. Business. Yes, right.
1: and and then when you get into that mindset, you know, I think sometimes it just takes you over. I can remember, and I'm not that old, but I can remember when they had, you know, the blue laws.
0: Speak for yourself. You know, which was <laughs> no. I admire
1: the Chick Fil A. That's always been my I, idol. You know the Chick-fil-A business and in a way and how he set up this his company and I would love to model that. But because of the free enterprise system that we live in today, is that it seems like everybody's out to get more, to get more, to get more. Right. And no, in disrespect to that, but then you go down to maybe Latin America, Central America, as you and I both enjoyed some relationships down there. And you watch on Sundays what they do. They, everything right. shuts down. You watch Holy Week before Easter. Don't you
0: miss that? Oh,
1: my God. It's great well, to be down and, and in let one me, of these
0: me Let me suggest also one way how to deal with this apparent contradiction. Um, I choose to think of it in this way. I serve God as my master, but that the context of that service, in part, is doing excellent work in business and in my job my career is a vocation to God I'm aware that the dominant approach in the world of business is profit maximization make no mistake but firms are also tasked with maximizing returns for their stockholders or their owners and businesses are to work for maximizing their bottom line maximizing profit for the shareholders. So in this way, they pursue money. So how can I suggest that when we engage in the work of business, we have a great and profound opportunity to engage in God's work in the world? Of course, God is not in the business of profit maximization. So let me suggest that we challenge the dominant profit approach in business. And instead of the Christian ideal of making the goal of business being dependent on building and maximizing relationships. That's where we should start. Maximizing and building relationships, which in and of itself is another topic for another day.
1: Yeah, and it's relationships with with your business and also with the people under your roof because besides the profits, you know, I've always felt that my obligation, commitment, and responsibility is to make sure that I'm providing to them you know the people that i work with and, and what we our environment that we're working in, in the office well we'll be right back please don't go anywhere while we're continuing to listen building your career in his kingdom with mark meyer and michael olin and principal matters
0: Drazda Governmental Solutions. Representation at the state capital for your business or organization, whether executive or legislative branches of Louisiana government. Drazda Governmental Solutions. Governmental actions can affect you. That's why effective representation is important. Drazda Governmental Solutions. 225-335-7717. 225-335-7717. Jeff Drazda, a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio this is principle matters welcome back once again to principle matters where we share and explore ways to integrate and incorporate our catholic-based principles into the workplace and beyond in this episode we're continuing our discussion about building your business or career and as a kingdom so before we went on a break uh we were talking about Instead of focusing on profit maximization, perhaps we look at building relationships.
1: Which most people are profit, because when you think about business, the first thing that comes, profit.
0: You know, getting a little off task, I'm glad you mentioned that. I remember in in one of my roles um, in senior management, I had a boss once bring me um, into a meeting, and and, um, all of my colleagues were there. We probably had about 30, 40 people. And she simply wrote on the whiteboard, R equals P what is that? And so we're trying to figure out, you know, um, whatever. And at some point we came up into the word relationships equals profitability. You know, you're thinking in terms of, mm-hmm. business. and she says, Nope, nobody got it. Relationships equals productivity. Oh. And I thought about it for weeks and weeks after trying to disprove it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's the nature of me. And uh, I couldn't do it. And so thinking of those relationships again, um, You know, for many, mentioning God in the workplace might seem inappropriate, and for some, it's even a direct violation of policy. Um, In these cases, we would have to get very creative, wouldn't we?
1: But, Mark, that's what's going on in our current environment. Absolutely. It's secular. Yeah. It's 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 so secular.
0: But, for example, perhaps in our jobs, through all of our interactions with our coworkers, Mm -hmm. bosses or subordinates, our customers or clients, we can ensure that we make it a top priority – to bring the peace, the love, and the joy of Christ to all of those who we encounter in every situation. These interactions might then possibly invite a godly curiosity about my life and my lifestyle. In this way, I would seek to build a relationship with them that would ultimately connect them in a relationship with God. And the catalyst of the medium for their invitation to such a relationship with God was my relationship with them. And so this relationship was facilitated by our common life together in business. So perhaps in this instance, I could simply view myself in an undisclosed agency (laughs) relationship, if you will, with me being the agent and God being the undisclosed principle. It then becomes the unique calling of the Catholic business person— to build the kingdom of God, one relationship at a time. Thus, when we encounter um, folks in the workplace, again, whether it's customers or clients or colleagues or subordinates, we are not going to secular work, but to the sacred work of building the kingdom of God through relationships.
1: and Mark, it, it, I'll elaborate elaborate a little bit on that because of it just happened not too long ago. One of the companies that I have, and we have a a meeting every Friday morning and we have our general sales guy up in New York who calls in and we were going through the conversation and this, and at the end of our meeting, we always end with a prayer. And after we hung up, I get a call from one of the partners who's an attorney and he, and he says, uh, out of respect to this other individual up in New York, you know, um, I don't know if we, we should end with a prayer. And I said, well, he can hang up or he can, <laughs> or he can leave, you know, it's just what it is. You know, we're going to end with a prayer. And and so sometimes I feel, you know, if you're in a position and you're running the private company, that you can, to some degree, right. do things like you're saying. And then there's others, you know, another company that when you're in front of people and respect to them as individuals and what they believe in, I still feel it's our duty, obligation, servants of of, of God, to make sure that our minds are, 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 are we have a sereneness about me Exactly. And, and, and and the look, and you know that when you see individuals walk in a room, you can see well, that and, they have God. And
0: you them. and I have always, you know, we've had business dealings together, and, and every time we brought our teams together, what did we do, Michael? We open with a prayer. We closed with a That's prayer. Right. Right. So, you know, again, in private business, you can do what you want to do. So not doing it. Is taking the easy road, the low road.
1: But look how our first relationship started in our business because I didn't know you and you didn't know I myself. And, you know, we were hitting heads a lot when
0: it first got <laughs> kind of started. That's right. And, but
1: then as we slowly started to...
0: The relationship was centered around God.
1: Centered around God. We, you know, 15 minutes of business or even five minutes sometimes, but we knew the compromise and we knew the end was still in both exact individuals' best interests. Well, and, and we honored each other and respected each other. And we weren't fighting anymore. And how much... How, and we both came out winners. That's right.
0: Well, I, I believe the role of business in any society is to serve the common good, and while empower, absolutely, which which, but at the same time, it can empower human persons to flourish. Yes. So while I have noted and can affirm that the instrumental uses of business, like stewardship of products and services and wealth creation. But I also believe that God designed an intrinsic use for business and tied it to the human relations aspects. That is, I cannot have business success without building real solid relationships with employees, customers, clients, and vendors. God created the human person in His image for God, in God's self. And God is a trinity of persons and thus He is a relational being. Certainly, we businesses create jobs and provide meaningful employment for folks. And even then, we're advancing God's kingdom here on earth. But such an instrumental use for business is held closely in tension with the intrinsic use of business as building relationships with the community. So again, it all comes back to building relationships. Absolutely. And I think that
1: that is going to carry you through. The long haul, because I believe you can be successful in the short run in anything that you do, and, and but your long run, which is as, as, as my father always instilled in me, is, is is the only thing that you really own is your name and your word and your <laughs> integrity and sure. your, your you know, Then that's the truth, you know. Then everything else can come and go as we know it, and if you lose any of that, then you're you know you've hurt yourself. Which is
0: your reputation. That's too. correct,
1: and that's and that's something that I think that. We work hard to do, even though with our free will that the good Lord gives us and all this madness that's out there that surrounds us 99% of the day, we got to keep reminding ourselves of really what we're here to do, which is to serve him and, and to serve others.
0: Exactly. And perhaps a business or a person's career does not have to necessarily be structured much differently on the surface from those who have no regard for God's kingdom. And what I mean by that. It can be fundamentally, though, very different in how it operates, but not necessarily how it looks on the surface. So in my judgment, there is a difference in the spirit of integrity and character in the businesses and professionals when they do look at the kingdom of God versus not looking at it. Again, it all comes down to the integrity and character. Well you I mean you you hit it right on the head and I think that what
1: you see is that people that have integrity and character tend to attract other people over the long haul that have exactly and, you know and, and, and I see that even look at our relationship you know.
0: Well, and I'll give you an example. We've all been involved in office politics at some point in time, or just an innocent bystander, right? <laughs> or, or watching it going on on the side. Well, that's probably the largest difference, right? So, um, care and concern for one another versus discrimination or office politics. You know, that's the difference of advancing God's kingdom or not advancing God's kingdom.
1: But you find a lot, Mark, and I know you know this, is that you, they they speak. One thing, but their actions do differently, unfortunately, out there. And you know, and it's not maybe they don't, maybe they don't know what to do, is what I've always felt. And I think you lead by example, being in the position of being an owner or a leadership role in the community or in your business. And besides speaking, you have got to do the actions and lead by example, as tough as it gets. And sometimes, it might not be as profitable of a decision as you want it to do, but you know in your heart it's the right thing to do and you just have to do it.
0: That's right. And, and, and you know, what does the Bible say? You know, Paul points out in Galatians chapter three, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, but all are one in Christ.
1: All are one in Christ.
0: That's right. So please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to conclude our discussion on building your business or career and his Kingdom. You're listening to Principal Matters with Mark Meyer and Michael Olin.
1: Jody Fortunato, newly ordained permanent deacon.
0: Being part of our seminary's MA in Theological Studies program has been a real gift. On this side of ordination, I can tell you that what I and my classmates learned at the seminary has been an extraordinary instrument in ministry at heights and depths previously unknown, our professors showed us how to give praise to Jesus Christ in the study of his sacred scripture, his church, his sacraments, and his moral law. Their guidance throughout formation was invaluable. Thank you, Notre Dame.
1: Notre Dame Seminary offers convenient schedules and affordable degree programs for deacons, religious, catechists, lay ministers, and all who seek to grow in faith and service, serving students from Lake Charles to the Alabama Gulf Coast. For more information, email newevangelization at nds.edu. Notre Dame Seminary, for priests, for the faithful, for the world. Welcome back to Principal Matters. Welcome back. This is Michael Loland and Mark Meyer, and you're listening to Principal Matters. And if you want to visit any of our prior shows, you can go to principalmatters.org. This particular show is building your career in his kingdom. And, and, and Mark, you hit, took out the last segment, and I want to repeat it because it was such a strong statement. I think it needs to be repeated. And it was, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, but all are one in
0: Christ. Absolutely correct. And that's specifically looking at discrimination in the workplace or office mm-hmm. politics. You know, we, we need to make sure that again, if if you're being involved in that, you're not focused on Christ and in building his kingdom. Um, a business itself becomes an independent or interdependent ministry. And what I mean by that is if you compare the opposite is a business that exists with no accountability. Mm -hmm. And just because you have a for-profit business, as you were talking about, your meetings in New York, it doesn't mean it does not also exist as a ministry of service to the world around you.
1: And, Mark, don't you feel, though, you mentioned the word accountability. And in business, everything has got to be built around accountability. Everything. That's right. In my mind.
0: That's right. Well, in the origin of business, if you think all the way back, it was originally uh, designed to supply trade um and, and, and a need for mm-hmm. trade in the business because people couldn't just go to Walmart buy and buy and demand. They needed. Yeah, they um, didn't have money. Barter. And of course, you know, in ancient history it was often a barter barter system. And Correct. so a business in a kingdom exists only to serve those who surround it and so most of america was built on small businesses with the quote neighborhood store right? Mm-hmm. That's right, concept and god richly blessed the origins of the american economy because of that it was built and centered around his kingdom and of course we look today and say what happened <laughs> <laughs> where did it go wrong and so i, I think back and, 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 and reading the scriptures you think when King Solomon wanted to build the temple, he summoned the kingdom business owners at that time to come together with their talents, and that was in 1 Kings. Mm-hmm. When Christ called the 12 disciples, almost all were local business operators or business professionals, right? Even yep. tax collectors. Yep. It is likely that the Lord never asked their businesses to stop But they continued on while the disciples walked with him. The fishing business, as an example, learned how to delegate management quickly. (laughs) (laughs) However, when a resurrected Jesus returned, he gave them hands-on advice on which side of the boat to fish for the miraculous catch that day. As illustrated in John 21, This exemplifies what God has in mind to bless the kingdom businesses that are serving his purpose and not our own profit maximization purpose. And there are probably many other points of difference that come to mind, but as you're thinking along that track.
1: And Mark, usually when you're going through the process, you find yourself, you know, with tougher decisions because of the profitability question mark. But as time goes, you look back and reflect on it, and then you start seeing why it happened. And a lot of times we don't know why, and we're not cost- right. called to know why. We're, we're called to serve him and then do what he asks of us, like we tell our children you know, when they ask why. We don't Absolutely. really want to tell them why. We know because we've been there. We know what's correct. Well, just, and just, and like, we got to do and just
0: like we watch our children with a careful eye yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, it may seem surprising to many of us to know. But God pays very careful attention as to how we conduct our business or advance our own careers. You know, in in James chapter 5, there's a warning to the rich and business owners and how they conduct their affairs. In Amos chapter 8, the Lord warns those who trample on the needy and destroy the poor and promises that never will he forget a thing they've done. God judges this as part of our own personal relationship with him. In Malachi chapter 3, God vows to avenge the laborers who have been oppressed by poor business practice. Therefore, all business dealings should be conducted as if God will inspect and conduct a thorough audit. Talk about cause me to lose sleep at night. (laughs) Jesus provides guidance to us in Matthew chapter 5, verses 16, where he says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So um, we're out of time, though, <laughs> as always. I've, I've got We're just getting pa- started. I know, <laughs> exactly. Well, we'd like well. to thank everyone for joining us today. You've been listening to Principle Matters with Michael Lynn and Mark Meyer. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at Principalmatters.org. As always, let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the, the, Son, the Son, and Holy of the Holy Spirit, Spirit amen. O Lord, my God, creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work we do bring growth in this life to us and to those we love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. We unite all our work, with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Mass, that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. We beg your blessing upon all of our efforts. With St. Joseph as our example and our guide, help us to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. We pray with humble hearts and thanksgiving and in Jesus' name. Amen. Principal Matters is a production of Catholic Community Radio.